and a slightly delayed effort to the learning focus for Unleashedcast, Kate and I talk about Mercedes-Benz's decision to put a fuel injection into their L&D strategy, and we also look at all the edtech acquisitions in the last year or so, and where the market might be going. I'm John Kennard, and it's time for another Unleashedcast Learning Focus. Let's dive in. It's a Friday afternoon. How are you doing? It's been a hot old week, hasn't it? I think everybody I've spoken to this week has been talking about the weather, um, but I like it hot, so all good, my side. Well, some like it hot. I, um, I'm, I'm more of a winter person myself, but uh, it has been extremely hot and now a little easier to deal with. But we do have some hot stories from the world of learning and development. How's oh, that for a segue? There, I see what you did there. There we go. Two stories for you today. The first one from uh, Mercedes. Both of these stories written by our HR tech lead, in fact, Dan Richardson. But um, talking about learning and development, the first story is about Mercedes-Benz. They're going to be spending 1.3 billion euros on learning and development with a programme called Turn to Learn. See what they did there. Kate, Mm. what do you think about this? I think it's great to see a company of such size spending such money on learning. Well, the automotive industry is obviously an interesting one in terms of transformation because it is fundamentally having to change how it does everything because of the fuel situation and the changes with you know electric cars etc etc and uh, we had somebody on a uh, leading a roundtable discussion from lotus um, earlier this year, and he was very much talking about the skills piece. That was the the thrust of the discussion, um, and how they've uh, invested in accelerating learning within Lotus. And obviously, this chimes in with that for Mercedes, who are obviously an enormous uh, business. So I think it shows the level of importance of skills now, and I think. What I keep saying to people is skills is elevating the learning and development agenda and IBM talk about skills as the golden thread that pulls everything together. So from recruitment on onboarding, so hiring for skills rather than experience through to uh, talent management, succession, internal mobility, all of these different areas across which HR is trying to juggle so many balls, they talk about skills being that golden thread that connects everything. And I absolutely love that because it, and this is proof positive, right? Because they, Mercedes would not be investing this kind of money if were it not fundamental for the business. They're not doing this as nice to have, oh, fluffy training program, whatever. It is business critical, And I think it's an example of how other organisations can frame their skills investment and their learning and development planning. So, yeah, it's it's great to see. And it's great to see them talking about it so openly as well. Completely, yes. Um, A statement from Sabine Collison, uh, who is on the board of Mercedes, Human Resources Director. Couldn't put it better, really. Uh, With Tentolemi Crate, Limitless opportunities for lifelong learning. Everyone can continue their education independent of time and place across all units and levels. As a company, we primarily rely on learning paths that enable us to forge ahead with digitalization and electrification. A lot of that is quite standard stuff, but certainly the last bit to your point about having to trans- 
you know, undeniable and unstoppable transformation in this world, you know, and what's happening with their products is also happening with their people. And that's great. Yeah. And we've got a, we've got a webinar coming up with, uh, with Google funnily enough in um, September, which you can find underneath the events and, and webinars section on the, on the website, casual plug there. But I, I, I say that because I was just looking at the, the copy for it earlier and it's talking about five factors that are breaking your work model at the moment and how to fix them. And without giving away what those five factors are, you should come, come along um, if you're interested, um, is, is the, these big picture transformation pieces um, and which parts of those sort of breaks it down so you know which parts of those that you need to tackle. And I think that that's obviously what Mercedes-Benz have done here is They've gone, right, how do we survive? How do we grow? How do we thrive? And worked it back through the problem. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's it's fantastic to see. And I think other organisations will be following suit. I, the skills, there's no playbook for skills, right? Organisations are still figuring their skill strategies out it, big time. Uh, we see that in every conversation we have um, across our different events uh, with the unleash audience so it's it's exciting and you know it would be nice uh if mercedes want to come and tell that story in uh, 12 to 18 months great plug for the webinar there and uh yeah absolutely the second story we're going to talk about is about the edtech industry edtech startups are booming in europe uh there may be well there's a recession we're apparently on the verge of a recession constantly but um edtech firms continue to boom in Europe, acquisitions are taking place, funding is, there's more funding than ever before. The UK is leading the way, followed by France and Germany, which I find quite interesting. And these are markets and industries that we are looking at very, very closely in the run-up to Unleash World taking place mid-October. Another plug for you there. Yeah, well, again, I'm going to, I'll continue to plug uh, Unleash World. We, I had a conversation this morning with um, Daniel Thornley, who's an economist who's graced Unleash's stage many, many times before. I'm a huge fan of his when I used to attend the events before I came to work here. Um, and he's joining us in Paris and, the, you know, the economic picture and um, the levels of uncertainty are starting to really come into conversations now. I was presenting uh, the uh, some of the results from the YHR Project Succeed research, another plug, um, yesterday, and we've got some stats in there around uh, plans for investment uh, throughout 2022. And one of the questions from the audience was, when was the snapshot taken uh, for that research and how might it have shifted in six months, which is a really brilliant question. Um, and something we'll go back out to the audience to to get a, a handle on because actually are people slowing down investment but you know for 2023 but at the moment the market is so buoyant and I think it will be a trade-off back to what we've been talking about with Mercedes if this stuff is seen as essential then that bubble will continue maybe not to grow as exponentially as it has but it will it will at least sustain. It's when things are nice to have that the, you know, the investment and growth will will slow down. So it's it's really a case of how essential is it to businesses. And in the current labour market, 
you know, again, the labour market will probably slow down supply and demand. But there are some industries that can't afford to they can't afford to slow down, like automotive being one of them. Right. So I think we're in for a really, really interesting period of time and, you know, sustaining that economic view and that economic input into everything we do at Unleash is is going to be a really important part of the, the mix for us, I think, in the, in the next 20 months. Agreed. Uh, just to put a few figures on it. We're currently sitting at $1.4 billion invested, uh, European EdTech financial backing, compared with a billion, around billion about this time last year. So that's 40% higher in the same quarter, which is pretty crazy, but great to see. I mean, from mine and your point of view, with the background in learning, I've said it before, but seeing it become front and center, really in the core strategy of businesses' direction for the next few quarters, the next few years, I think is just brilliant. And this is where L&D folk need to position themselves, right? It's not, you know, it's not just about design, development, or, you know, execution anymore. It is what they are creating, what they're delivering, what they're doing, what they're providing is part of that much bigger puzzle. And it is breaking down those <clears throat> across different areas of, of talent and HR um, in a way that I don't think, I don't believe we've seen before. And so, you know, it is, a, it, we've said it a million times, but it's, it's a massive opportunity for L&D uh, as a function. And it's a massive opportunity for HR to tap into that, what they've got um, in their organisations. So, yeah, it, it, it is an exciting time. Definitely. Well, that was it. Just the two stories this week. Uh, so much more to say. We're going to be launching Twitter spaces. You heard it here first. That's going to be our weekly chat on Twitter only about uh, Unleashed World coming to you on the 12th, 13th of October in Paris Convention Centre. We'll be talking about some of the agenda, some of the speakers, um, a little bit more around the event itself. So really looking forward to that. Um, but Kate, always good to get your time. It's always a pleasure and uh, you'll have to hold my hand. I've not done Twitter spaces before, but I'm looking forward to it. See you then. Bye.